Who would dare disturb my happy? What's up, happy lifer? Happy President's Day. And I thought, since it is President's Day, what better way to start off the episode today than by a quote from the George Washington, and not just from the George Washington, but from George Washington's, probably his most famous speech, his famous farewell address. Who would dare disturb my happy? I think I actually have a rare audio clip, even though it was recorded in 1796. Don't ask me how I would have a find an audio clip on that, but I think I have one around here somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is, right here. From George Washington's famous farewell address. Who disturbed my happy? (laughs) Okay, maybe he didn't say it exactly like that. But it wouldn't surprise me if he did, because George Washington, as you're going to find out in this episode, was quite the OG original gangster. And not only was he an OG, the original gangster, I'm telling you what, he was probably the OHL, the original happy lifer. It's true. According to mountvernon.org, George Washington had, quote, no wish which aspires beyond the humble and happy lot of living and dying a private citizen, end quote. So George Washington was quite the dude. He was quite the gangster. He was quite the happy lifer. Stick around and you'll see what I'm talking about. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifer? Like I said before, happy President's Day. We like to put out podcasts on holidays to help us celebrate the holidays. The holidays are there for a reason. They're there to celebrate something or someone vitally important. And we are going to celebrate our presidents today, or at least we're going to celebrate George Washington. So we put out a podcast on holidays, which often happen on Mondays, to help us celebrate that incredible event or those incredible people. We also put out a holiday episode for just about every holiday, unless I miss some, because we are, as you know, the official podcast of the holidays. So that's what we do. This is what I do. That's what we do. So let's celebrate President's Day. That's what we do. Together. And let's celebrate by celebrating, by talking a little bit about George Washington. I know President's Day oftentimes includes Abraham Lincoln in that mix, 
uh, President's Day can include celebrating George Washington, celebrating Abraham Lincoln, and it's always right around their birthdays. Since it was moved to the third Monday in February, obviously it's not going to land on the same date, but it is right around George Washington and Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Two presidents that were born within just a week or two of each other, which I think that's pretty cool. But it's also there to celebrate our presidents, whether we like them or not. We put out a podcast last year. I think it's episode 346. Make sure you check that out. We talk more about celebrating our president there. But this time I want to celebrate George Washington because he was amazing. GW was OG for reals, man. The more I've read about him and studied him, George Washington was original gangster. He was original happy lifer. There's so many cool things to say about George Washington, and I would recommend you do some research on him. We talked about this last year in episode 346, like I said, but George Washington, even though he was voted in unanimously, and he was the only president to get voted in unanimously, but he was still a lot of, faced a lot of opposition, and I don't think it's easy to be a president. I think it's easy to make fun of presidents. I think it's easy to tear presidents down. I think we always tend to get mad when people cut down our president of choice. But then some of our president that we didn't vote for gets voted in and we decide to cut them down. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. (laughs) I just think we need to support our presidents because it's not easy to be a president. And I know I certainly couldn't do it. And George Washington, case in point, was we look at him as such an amazing president and he was an amazing president. He was OG. He was OHL, as you're going to find out here. (laughs) But he faced a lot of opposition. He didn't even want to run for president. He wanted to retire on his farm in Mount Vernon. That's where he said that he just wants to be, have the humble and happy lot of living and dying a private citizen. He had no desire to be president of the United States. The only reason he did it was for his country. OG. He didn't want to do it. He could have just retired. And I don't know why his popularity was so great. Well, I do know. George Washington was just an amazing human who faced a lot of opposition. I can't imagine him saying, okay, I'll be president. Because he knew it was best for his country. His country called upon him, and so he said he would do it. You have to understand, I mean, America had just come over from England. They had just rebelled for years against a monarchy, against England. And I maybe that's why I was getting to earlier, maybe that's why George Washington was so popular, not because he was just such a great man, but he actually helped lead, oh, what was the name of that battle? But it was the main battle that helped them win the war against England to make us a free country. So he was pretty popular, but once he became president, man, he faced opposition. Even the paper at the time, the Gazette, just started comparing him to saying his his rallies and stuff were like a monarchy, like he was acting like a monarch. The vice president was trying to come up with all these. We talk about it in our podcast from last year, but you know, the even the titles, they, they came from England where they were under a monarch, where they were ruled over and didn't like how they were being ruled over by a monarch. 
And yet they come over here and the vice president suggests he gets titles like your most majesty or highness or whatever. It's just, it's just so funny how he rebelled against that, but it's so easy to fall back into that. And it's easy to become proud. But George Washington remained humble through his whole presidency, at least from everything that I've read about George Washington. He was OG. Like I said, he didn't even want to be a president. He was so concerned being president that people would view him as a monarch. And that's like the main reason why, from what I understand, why he didn't run for a third term, because he didn't want to be seen as a monarch. We just came from that. And it's the last thing that he wanted to set up. George Washington, he had to invent the presidency. We had never had that before. George Washington had to invent how the president should act. I mean, all the things that he did were unbelievable. He was OG. One thing I want to highlight, though, and I'm going to get to the his farewell address in just a second. But before I get there, one thing I wanted to highlight was when he did run the second term, even though he didn't want to, he didn't want to be seen as monarchical. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> he didn't want to be seen as a monarch, so he did not want to run a second time, but he was begged to run a second time. America was a new country. It was a fresh country, fresh out the blocks. And imagine if we had a poor leader, if we had a proud leader, if we had a uh, whatever you want to put in there, if we didn't have a leader of the quality of George Washington as a first presidency, what could have happened? I mean, the beginning DNA, when you're making something, the DNA is so important. And in the beginning stages, that's where a lot of the DNA is developed, right? Well, to have a guy like George Washington, I'm so happy that he, he did serve two terms. But the country was kind of split. At that point, there was the French Revolution, and the French were fighting back against Britain. And from what I understand, you know, we had the Federalists, and we had, uh, what was the other, the other group? Um, but we had Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. And one of them felt like we should totally support the French Revolution and help them to just bury Britain because of, you know, obviously what had happened, how we came over from England to America and wanted nothing to do with Britain. And the other party said, don't be punching Britain in the face any more than we already have. We should not support the French and the French Revolution. And America was in a volatile place. And if I read it correctly, what I came across was that that he was, like I said, not only asked to run for president a second time, and he did it because he saw America was vulnerable and he didn't want America to crumble. So even though he wanted to retire, he said yes to the presidency for four years, and now he's ready to retire. He had written his farewell address and was going to read it, but they talked him into another term of four years. And so he had to put off retiring again and put up with all of the, uh, all of the resistance and all of the stuff that comes with being a leader, let alone the le leader of the United States. And so uh, he had to put that off for four more years. But I read something that said, and I haven't checked it out any more than this, but that the actual two guys that represented each of these parties that were at each other's throats, first of all, George Washington, OG, put them on his cabinet. Two opposing. It'd be like putting a far right and a far left on your cabinet. That's what George Washington did with Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. But if I remember correctly, not only do the people want him to run again, but Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton both went to him and begged him to run again because they said the country 
was in a volatile place. And George Washington went against what his wishes were, which is just to live a humble, happy life as a private citizen. And he said he would run again because his country needed him. Now that's a leader. Someone who leads, not for the power, but leads because that organization, that group of people need a good leader. They need them to lead. And so George Washington did that. GW was OG. But after his second term, he came up with his farewell address, which he gave in Philadelphia in September 17th of 1796. This is probably one of the most celebrated speeches in American history. In fact, over 60 years later, President Abraham Lincoln issued a proclamation calling on America to celebrate George Washington's birth every year as a holiday and do it by reading his farewell address every year on February 22nd, which is now the third Monday because we like our holidays on Mondays, which I like the four-day holidays, right? <laughs> and it's still done to this day. Abraham Lincoln, quote, recommended to the people of the United States that they assemble in their customary places of meeting for public solemnities on the 22nd day of February to celebrate the anniversary of the birth of the father of this country by causing to be read to them his immortal farewell address. I mean, this address, it, it's written, you know, back in the day, so it's kind of hard to understand. So I'm not going to read the address because of that. But even more because of this, it's 7,641 words long. <laughs> and according to Daphne Gray Grant, speech and publication coach, an hour-long speech is between 7,500 and 9,000 words. So and since our podcast at Happy Life Studios are more around 20 minutes, I'm definitely not going to read the farewell address. I'm just going to highlight a few things about his farewell speech. And I understand why it was so popular. Not only was GWOG, he might also have been OP, old school prophet <laughs> as well, because check out some of the things that he said over 227 years ago that are like coming true to this day. And I'm so glad that we read it over and over again every year. I'm glad we revisit it. This thing was just, it was just brilliant. GW was OG. We've already read the quote earlier in the very beginning, who disturbed my happy, only he said it like this, quote, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. In vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, which he said were religion and morality. In other words, let me break it down into current English, okay? <laughs> of all the things that lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are invaluable. It would be stupid to claim you love your country if you tear down religion and morality because they are vital to a happy life. Wow. GW was OG. In his farewell address, he talked about 
the political parties. He didn't like a two-party system. He didn't like the idea of it and where America was heading with the two parties. He saw it coming, and he did not like it. He was OG. He was OP. I mean, he, he didn't like what he saw of the prideful effects of having political parties. His address was all about sectionalism and separatism. Sectionalism, according to the dictionary, is excessive or narrow-minded concern for local or regional interest as opposed to the interests of the whole. George Washington was concerned that individuals, if we had a two-party system, that individuals would love their party more than they would love America itself. Truth is, that narrow-minded concern for local or regional interests has had the, the separatism that he talked about, the sectionalism that he talked about. You have the North and the South. It actually helped bring the United States to the Civil War. So he didn't even like the two-party system. He was all about America. He sacrificed his life to lead America down a path. His farewell address, he basically was telling the American people to take care of each other and to follow the Constitution, and America will be a great country. Wow. OG. O-H-L. Original happy lifer. (laughs) Original gangster. If Americans would just take care of each other and follow the Constitution, America would be a great country. He also said that enemies will try to divide this nation against each other or make us lose our faith in it. Oh, gee. He called that. He said in his address, basically, that the only reason we have independence, liberty, and freedom is by working together. That's how we get our freedom. If we say it's a free country, but we don't work together, we lose that freedom. To say it's a free country, I can do what I want, but you can't do what you want. Now, I'm not talking about murdering people and, and stuff like that, right? That's why you have to obey the Constitution. It is the law. And if you want to change it, then you've got to change it some other way, but you just don't stand up and say, I'm going to separate. He warned against separatism. The only reason we have dependence, liberty, and freedom, according to George Washington, is because we are working together. He said, do not be divided. And he's right on. That's exactly why. No matter who is president, I'm going to do my best to support that president. And I would do my best to pray for that president, that God would help them make their right choices. I don't have to agree with somebody to pray for them. I don't have to agree with somebody to support them. I don't, I, I've had many bosses in my life. I didn't always agree with all their decisions, but they were the boss. So I decided to follow them. And I know there comes a time for revolution. I understand that, right? But I'm talking about if you want to be happy, you've got to work together. The two-party system will only work if we listen to each other, if we support each other. That's how we come up with a great recipe. I love chocolate chip cookies. I love pumpkin pie. But you don't just make pumpkin pie with pumpkin. You don't make chocolate chip cookies with just chocolate chips. I love chocolate chips. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) They are the number one. I don't understand why... People try to put raisins or blueberries in things because they should, like scones. I went to the coffee shop with my wife today, a little coffee date, 
And uh, by the way, check out our Buy Me a Coffee. If you would like to ever tip us, uh, then I will take my wife out on a date on your generosity. Anyway, <laughs> we went there today and they had scones. And they looked like chocolate chip scones. I got all excited and they were blueberry. I'm like, okay, you have blueberry, but the number one item we should put into anything before blueberries, before raisins is chocolate chips. That's the OG right there. Chocolate chip is the George Washington of the food world. <laughs> it is the OG of the food world. <laughs> anyway, chocolate chip cookies aren't just made of chocolate chips. And if we are going to have a two-party system, which obviously we've had one for quite a while, it can work if we don't see it as, I mean, when if we decide it's just going to be one party, that other party is dumb, so I'm going to get rid of that party, I'm going to badmouth that party, I'm going to get rid, you know, you know, I'm going to tear that party down. Now you got a monarchy again. If you just have one party and then you can have one leader of that one party and pretty soon we fall into that monarchical society again where it becomes about one person trying to rule over everybody else versus a president who decides to preside, to stand in front of, to stand with, to go before us. That's what preside means. That's what president comes from. We talked about that in last year's episode, episode 346. So George Washington was original happy lifer. GW was OG. And on this President's Day, I think we need to do our best to try to celebrate that man by listening to what he had to say. Check out his farewell address for yourself. The verbiage is kind of hard to understand, but if you dive into it, you're going to see and, and just study more of, of George Washington. He was an incredible human being. And our country is what it is because he invented what the presidency should look like, in my opinion, anyway. And you want to check it out for yourself. Maybe you'll disagree, but I think that there's some truth to what, I think there's a ton of truth to what we've been talking about today. We get our freedom by working together. And if you want to live happy, then live humbly. Like George said, <laughs> he has no wish which aspires beyond the humble and happy lot of living and dying a private citizen. And I just love how he puts humble and happy in there together. Let's work together. Let's support each other. Let's stop tearing each other down. Let's stop trying to get rid of one of the parties. And I, I can't control what other people do. I can't control what other politicians do. I can write letters and things like that. And like I said, I, I pray a lot for my leaders as well. But what I can control is me, is my attitude, is my heart. And I want to be a good citizen. And whatever country you're living in, listening to this, I hope you're a good citizen too. I hope you make your world a better place by presiding, by going before others, by going alongside with others. May we be the best presidents of our governance, whether it be our family or those that work with us or for us whether it just be our neighbors around the block, to be humble and happy, living the happy life. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Happy President's Day, everybody.
remember, life isn't perfect, but that doesn't mean it can't. Who dare disturb my happiness?